so really interesting. I actually bootstrapped for, for four years because there was no market cap in the industry. So I only uh, got VC funding late 2018 and we got 750,000 from VC and we've been um, running off that since actually. So due for a, we were due for a run rate, fundraise last year in COVID, but uh, that stopped everything in the works, <laughs> especially in the UK. So we'll probably start it up this year again. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like... Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster, minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is May Alkaruni. She's building a very cool marketplace to reuse uh, ESG based off ESG data. We're going to jump into globechain.com today. May, you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. Okay. So first off, is this a SaaS play or is this more of a marketplace? Yeah, it's a bit different. It's actually a SaaS-enabled marketplace. So we charge a subscription fee uh, to use the service, but our interface or face is basically like a marketplace. So imagine like a free eBay with data on social impact. Fascinating. Okay, so so um, explain to me on average what our customers paying just on the SaaS side per month to use you. Yeah, absolutely. It ranges depending on the sector because we work in retail, commercial and um, hospitality construction and um, anything from £500 to £2,000 per location. And we work obviously on volumes of locations to do with stores, restaurants, hotels and so on. And how many pounds did you say? 500 to what? 500 to £2,000. Per location. Exactly. Yeah. Fascinating. Okay. Give us the backstory. When did you launch the company? Yeah, so it was about five years ago. My background's investment banking. And um, funny enough, we just moved offices across the road. So ironically, I used to fundraise for the old school venture capital trusts and hedge funds and property funds. And um, the facilities guys came around and said, you know, um, pick your new carpet color tile and your new table and your chair and your computer. And I was like, what are you doing with all this? And they were like, we're just binning it. Um, and buying new assets. So I got chatting to them. And I was like, that's crazy. You're going to give them to nonprofits, charities, or people that need it. And obviously, at the time, I'm going back probably about seven years when this happened. They were like, you know, no, we, we have nothing in place. Sustainability wasn't really a thing. There was no pressure on banks, obviously, to do the right thing. And it's too much hassle for them, right? Um, you know, their job is basically get the stuff out, get everyone in. And I'm um, talking to them, it costs them around £50,000 per person to make the move. 
then literally we went across the road and we kept the buildings and um we had 300 people in the building so i just thought that was kind of commercial madness and why did no one ever digitalize waste and connect these enterprises to people who needed it like charities and small businesses so um in essence what happened was it was the time airbnb and uber were just becoming famous in the uk and i just thought surely we could be like the largest waste company carrying no waste right so that's basically how it started and uh, I initially kept my job and put 800 pounds into a freelance developer and uh, built my very first MVP and uh, went took it out to market to see who would take it on and um, the first client to come back was actually the largest retailer in the UK which I don't know if you know it's Topshop uh, it used to be in the US um, and um, they trialed um, I said to them have you got any problems with furniture and they were like not furniture but fixtures and fittings so these retailers spend millions of pounds a year on disposing of a lot of very bespoke expensive fixtures that you see in their stores or their window displays and so on. So that's basically how it started. So what did what did Topshop pay? So they were paying per store. So initially it was um we did it for free for them the first year um because this is a new model remember. So no one had ever come across like a reuse platform where we give items for free and we generate ESG data as the value of the the software if you like. And um so we had to test it to trial the model out so that initially we didn't charge them anything. We did 60 stores for free for them and then after the first year obviously we had certain other clients coming. Um we had a restaurant chain called Nando's turn up at the NHS our healthcare system came on board with hotel, um, hospitals and eventually we started creating the modeling so we would test with 500 pounds and the reason it was 500 pounds well hold on so for t- when top shop started paying you after that first year yeah. test of 60 stores what was the contract i didn't pay for 60 stores at 500 bucks each no they did 60 stores for free the first year because we were testing it yep, so it, was, it was brand new and then afterwards it was 500 pounds per store how many stores though that's what i'm asking did they go like gosh with? they had um they did around 100 stores stores in the first phase and then they increased it they actually have 2,000 stores in the UK so was eventually. this 500 per location per month or for the year it's for the year got it so that's a 50 100 stores 500 bucks each it's fifty thousand yeah. dollar annual contract exactly yeah that's great so that's how it works yeah that's very cool so and actually it works out around 50,000 per year per clients usually. Um, and um, over the years, actually, it developed not just an external reuse um, marketplace, but an internal reuse. So ultimately, it was a reuse and loaning system inside the company. And then you could click a button and reuse items externally. So it became a 50K per year uh, model, basically. So how, how many top shops, right? How many yeah. customers do you have on the platform today? We have around 34 customers in the UK. Uh, we've got 10,000 members. So they're the taking members, uh, the people that take the items. And we're in UK, Spain. Uh, we actually just launched in New York uh, last month, uh, just before Christmas. And we're in the UAE. We have a partnership with the royal family in um, Abu Dhabi and Dubai. Very cool. I mean, so can I multiply $50,000 ACV times 34? You're at like 1.7 exactly. million. Not quite that because there were some earlier ones, obviously, but um, but yeah, getting getting close in the dollar stage, yeah. That's great. And so if you have just sort of passed 1.5 million in AR, where were you a year ago so we can get growth rate? Yeah, we actually, um, so really interesting. I actually bootstrapped for, for four years because there was no market cap in the industry. So I only uh, got VC funding late 2018 and we got 750,000 from VC and we've been um, running off that since actually. So due for a, we were due for a run rate fundraise last year in COVID, but uh, 
that stopped everything in the works, <laughs> especially in the UK. So we'll probably start it up this year again. But what was revenue? What did you finish the end of 2019 with in terms of revenue? Run, oh, right? sorry, beg your time. That was only 200,000 because um, I just got the um, money in the VC side yep. and growing the team to around eight people. That's great. So eight people in 2019? Exactly. Uh, at the end of 2019, yes, eight people. And how many folks today? Uh, today, actually, we've got five. Five. Because, uh, yeah, just because of COVID. And um, we just basically lost a couple to uh, the US, actually. They moved back. <laughs> so we're recruiting again. And so hopefully the, we'll be eight soon. Of those five, how many are engineers? Um, actually, we've got two. Okay. Two engineers at the moment, yeah. And any quota carrying sales reps? Yeah, there's one and me. I class as a sales rep. <laughs> the yeah. Of course, of course. You have to count there. Okay, Absolutely. very very cool. So you only raised to date total 750, correct? Yep. Okay. And um, up to 34 customers. Now you said these companies like Topshop, those are the 34 customers. They pay $50,000 per year on average. Help me understand the other side of the marketplace. What are the 10,000 yeah. sort of you called them takers or charities get? Yeah, absolutely. They actually, we don't charge for them at the moment. And there's um, there's two reasons why. The psychology of nonprofits generally have no money. They're taking the items for free. So we work from a network effect, obviously, from um, a marketplace perspective. However, there are options to obviously put premium, um, special alerts, that type of thing in there. But what we do get them to charge for is the logistics. And uh, we're just in the middle of building an API logistics in the system. So we're able to offer courier services which the taking members will pay for. So the taking member always pays for the transportation and delivery of the goods. Mm-hmm. And um, that way we have almost no shows turn up. Because and, and how do you quantify the 10,000? Like, is that ever that's taken at least one thing from you over five years? Or is that just last month they all took at least one thing? Yeah, no, we, usually it's around, obviously we've got the 80-20 rule, right? Um, 80% of the clients, usually 20% of the network at any one time. So it's usually around 20% of the network. And what usually happens is... Well, what, is 20, list, what is 20% of the network? Oh, that's fine. It's, a couple, it's a couple of thousand, basically, for the UK. Yeah, but, so but, but, but what, alerts, what does that mean, though, is what I'm trying to get at? What, 20% do what on a time basis? They, sorry, they take, they, they take per month. Per month, okay. Yeah, they take for months. So what happens is an alert goes out um, when people list items and people tend to go onto the platform then and obviously start requesting the things. Interesting. And so 34 sell, like how many sellers list at least one new chair or cabinet per month? Yeah. So to give you an example, we were just um, looking, um, it's usually around two or three times a month. It's quite a regular listing. To give you an example, just last week, um, we thought it'd be slow because it's the first week back off, obviously, holiday season. And um, we had over 48 listings, and that's over 2,400 products. Um, that were listening and they've all got reserved. Things get requested literally in less than 24 hours. And at the moment it's like 20 minutes. So 48 listing and 2,400 products just in December of 2020? No, just last week. Oh, just last week. So from the 1st of Jan to yeah, 11. How much total in, in just December 2020 so we can get a full month snapshot? Yeah, it was around, uh, December actually was quite a busy month. We had around 10,000 products um, listed on the site. Um, obviously we've been in lockdown. Across and how many listings? Now. Sorry, that was over 6,000 listings. I beg your pardon, sorry. It was over 80,000 listings. Wait, sorry, I'm confused. You just said over last week you did 48 listings and 2,400 products. Yeah. So you're saying in December you did 60,000 listings? No, beg your pardon, it was 60 listings. Okay. So yeah, sorry, yeah. 60 listings, 10,000 products. Yeah, exactly. I because see. we we measure um, 
the number of products per listing more than the listing volume, if that makes sense. Because um, for us, one listing can be like a thousand shares or something like that. Yeah, well, 10,000 products, 60 listings. What is that, 160 uh, products per listing on average? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, pretty much that's right. Yeah, Yeah, that's very cool. And, and so what happens if these products get listed but no takers want to take them? Yeah, so 98% of the stuff does go um, straight away. The only thing that is um, more difficult to go is usually broken electricals, and that's an industry problem because most people recycle them. So what happens is it's the client that lists, usually the enterprise will have to dispose of it in their normal way. So that's usually incineration, recycling, or dumpster. I see. Interesting. Okay, so you've been really capital efficient doing this. You have, uh, you know, if you add up all the funding you raised, you're at like two or three x that total amount in revenue, which is great. So very capital efficient. Um, are you profitable today? Um, we are almost breaking even, obviously, because we've got less people now. So um, yeah, definitely. In the next month or two, we will be. And any plans to raise additional capital? Yeah, I think we'll do another like um, what we class as a, uh, I suppose it's a small Series A for you guys. It's like a five mil round. So we'll probably do that this year. What valuation would you target for five million? Um, probably the previous one was about four point one million. So I'm not um, I'm not like a crazy kind of overvaluer for this stage, especially in the UK market. It's very different from the US. So kind of a ten million kind of valuation uh, for us is fine. Pre money. Yeah. So you're gonna sell thirty. Uh, yes. 33% of the business. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, do, that's a lot of dilution. Is there any, like, do you have to raise capital? Can you, can you keep growing and keep control? Yeah, we're going to, um, I'm going to keep continuing for the next couple of months. Obviously COVID has been quite an interesting uh, period for fundraise. So we're not going to go straight into like a big raise straight away. I'll probably wait till quarter two and see um, how we grow and then reevaluate everything then. Um, I'm the sole founder, so I've, I've still got quite a lot of control. As a marketplace, how do you measure churn? Um, actually, it's based on the um, enterprise side, so how much they're paying. And um, up to December, we've had 100% retention, which has been really interesting. I expect probably a 5% going forward just from COVID because we deal with a few hotel groups. Um, so when they come up for renewal, we might lose a couple of them for a Wouldn't while. Wouldn't COVID help you, though? If a, if a hotel has to shut down, it, it means they have to get rid of all their furniture, which means they're going to list on you. Yeah, so basically the internal reuse would help um, um, the hospitality trade. At the moment, they're pretty shut in the UK, so it's about just waiting and see. Uh, we haven't lost anyone yet, but my prediction is they're probably the worst hit, I'd say. From a COVID perspective, actually, it's been very helpful in a bittersweet way because uh, retailers are closing stores, they're refurbing, they're restructuring their you know, their um, real estate. Mm -hmm. So actually, it's been very um profitable on that side and also construction never really closed as well and there's a lot of construction in the built environment so that's been strong throughout and may on and, a fully um, weighted basis what are you paying cac wise to get a new fifty thousand dollar a year contract so that's really interesting because um basically we'll do and um, it actually costs our business development people around 600 pounds uh, to bring on board that client. Um, and most of it is, um, we hardly do any advertising with the B2B side because all these companies are looking for solutions and sustainability. So most of our um, business has come through referrals. And in the past, it was obviously conferences and going to them. So a lot of kind of free events and um, very little kind of big advertising. So budget. fully, fully weighted 600 then, right? So, I mean, that is, I mean, your challenge then is, I mean, you would pour tons of money in that channel. That's amazing economics. The problem is there's not enough of that channel for you to like go get. 
It's um, no, I mean, you know, every corporate disposes of waste and spends million. I mean, we would in the future for sure we'd have to start spending money and increase that um, cap to to bring on board the clients. But you know, it's a four point three trillion pound uh, industry now. It's called circular economy, and we're just scratching the base of it, if you like, on the reuse side. Yeah. So you, you haven't tried then to really aggressively go after new customers because that CAC, if that channel and those economics hold, you'd put a billion dollars in that channel, 600 yeah, bucks to get sure. 50,000 a year and do that every day. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, no, you'd, you would, we would definitely be ramping up and I think we could ramp up significantly on the next rounds as well. Okay, May, good stuff. Let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book. Oh my gosh, I like Malcolm Gladwell, uh, Tipping Point. Number two, number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, gosh, that's a hard one. I, I follow a lot of CEOs because I like the variety, to be honest. So top of my head, can't think of one immediate, but um, I, there's a few out there that I just follow. Number three, what's a tool that you really enjoy in terms of what you use to build Globechain? Oh, what I used to Globechain? Hmm. Um, on our platform, we have um, a can chat, basically like a WhatsApp chat internally on the dashboard. I like that. But from a systems perspective in the company, um, I actually, I used to hate Slack and uh, I go to it all the time now with the no, team. Number four, May, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, seven. That's good. And what's your situation? <laughs> Married, single kiddos? I know. Yeah, that's it. We're okay. Single. <laughs> Single. No, no, uh, not married. No, no kids. And do you mind me asking how old you are? I'm 40. Last question. What's something you wish you knew when you were 20? Oh my God. Patience. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, there you have it. May, when a big hotel shuts down, they need to get rid of all the furniture. They use globechain.com to list that waste product and then charities go pick it up. They processed Loads of listings last month. In December 2020, 60 listings, 10,000 products, 98% of that stuff got taken and moved. Those customers pay that hotel chain that shuts down on average $50,000 per year to use the platform. She's got 34 customers, 1.6 million in terms of run rate today up from $200,000 just back in 2019. So healthy growth rate, only $750,000 raised to date, looking to raise another $5 million at a $10 million pre-money valuation sometime during 2021. May, thanks for taking us to the top. Pleasure. Thank you, Nathan.